thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Ludwig it is that's leading currently in the Octane 126 Ferrari, say the car that we saw definitely depositing some kind of fluid from the left rear as it left the pits. We're guessing it's fuel, certainly by the fact that the 99 BMW then seemed to slither on that a matter of moments later coming out of the pits. Um, it caught that out. Not a, not a major problem, but it certainly would have caught the driver out completely in it. Uh, uh, would have been completely surprised him on that, uh, Nick Katzberg. That's Peter Snowden. I'm John Hindorf, and we are now inside the last third, an hour and 59 and 51 seconds still to go and still the strategy to play out. The pace picking up again with fewer full course cautions but still that big repair job going on at Callanhard. That's keeping the lap times around about 40, 45 seconds off where they should be at the front of the field. And in the next two hours we'll find out exactly how that will affect the strategy and the particularly the fuel runs for the cars at the front of the field. Last two hours then of the six hours. This is the only six-hour race in the NLS uh, this year. It is the Rover six-hour ADAC Ropulcan Renan live on the RSL network of audio and video channels. Well, Peter. <laughs> yes, I was just... Well, is that you'd, have, you'd, you'd have been talking about, you know, you'd have been reading off the... Uh, the results with uh, Jonesy now on a standard race, th this extra two hours, and particularly this long repair at Callanhard, that's that's throwing in an extra little wrinkle to what is going on. We've got a slight opening up of, of what's been going on, but it's still these odd pit stops. In comes Fabian Schiller and Phil Ellis. Yeah, both the Mercedes. Now they've yep. come in together. Now, that's interesting. That's seven laps for Schiller. That's spot on. It was only Maxi Goertz in that number two Mercedes that did a six lap at the start. Phil Ellis, I reckon that's another eight laps. So that's uh, Nico Bastian, Hubert Haupt and Phil Ellis have all in their substantive stints because Nico Bastian did a little three lap stint at the beginning. They've all done eight laps. And look at the time. It's under two hours. That means... After this pit stop, they've only got one more pit stop. And also look at the track, John. At certain parts of it, towards the end of the lap, it's, it almost looks like it's a damp, greasy track. Now, I've seen nothing, nothing yes, in the sky, no wipers, nothing obvious yet. Uh, and the lap times haven't reflected it that badly. They're still, you know, the running cars are doing 803s, 802s. It's a little bit off the pace. Well, so that's probably a bit more where they are in the race than anything else. Um, well, they have been doing 8.45s because of that code 60, but that's been withdrawn now at Callanhard. Mm -hmm. So you're right, an 8.04 last time around by David Pittard, who's now back in the, the 34. That's that car's fastest lap of the race so far. That, that The car I'm talking about is the 34 car, which is the Total-sponsored car. As in comes, that's the number 5 number Audi. Five, yeah. that's, is that Richard Westbrook driving that? It is, it is Phoenix yes, racing Phoenix. the light blue car. So he's in. I see what you mean, though. There's almost a sheen on yeah. the on the top of the tarmac, even in the pit lane. I wonder if it's just got cooler, um, because I, I, as you say, we're, we're not seeing any evidence of precipitation. 
It's quite deceptive, time, isn't it? it? Just, yeah, very. So just after four o'clock in the Eiffel, and under two hours to go. And again, so these are the penultimate stops for these teams. Now there is, as always, a very complicated sliding scale of how many laps you do to how much you stop is. But that is waived for a, a stop inside the last 40 minutes. And so what we're looking at here is the potential of some people. Now, those who stop now will have about 40, 50 minutes to go at the end, maybe as little as 45. Those who haven't stopped yet, and remember, we've got people here who's, who's still going what? Well, the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini, he's got another three laps to go yet. So that's, you know... That's three eights, that's 24, 25, 26 minutes. Man, that's going to make their last stop a short stop because they won't have to f have to full fuel it. And John, just to throw in another curveball and uh, in a variable into the equation, the precipitation from the beginning of this race has gone from 1% to 15% about now. What, in terms of the chance of precipitation, yeah? Yeah, or rain, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that still means that there's 85% chance it won't rim. True, true, but it's still a lot more than it was. We'll I'm, a, sort of I'm a glass half full <laughs> type of guy. Or in this case, 85% full. Well, it turns out um, fine, because if it needs filling, then you need, need, it, need it half full, you need it really full. Um, well, that, that's very true. <laughs> as, as somebody said, it doesn't matter whether you're a glass half full or a glass half empty guy. I look at it from the engineer's point of view, it's just the wrong size glass. <laughs> um, so Frickadelli back in the, in the lead for Max Martin. With seven seconds behind the bright yellow, or bright grello as they call it, at 9.11, last Kern Manti racing. Uh, Kern will be in at the end. In fact, I'm surprised he didn't stop this time. That's going to give him an eight lap run. So Kern will be in at the end of this lap. Martin, possibly two more laps. So Max, again, they're going to be getting close to just on 100 minutes to go possibly under 100 minutes to go this this ah oh, what a shame the 616 GTI that is the Mark 316 valve that's the car that we saw spun off I think on the first lap wasn't it that's the one yep yep nose into the barrier and he's gone off at the start of the Nürburgring Nordschleifer oh I see what he's done he's pulled off on the way on to the start-finish line, normally, if you're on a tourist day, you come up through the tear garden and turn right. There's a pit lane just where the driver has jumped out and got over the wall. So within sight of the entrance to the pit lane, how galling is that for the number 616? There, uh, after that first incident, there had been circulating quite well. And... The first lap incident. It's got to be in pretty terminal to park it there, hasn't he? Because you, you thought he could well, have coated. You, you can't block the pit lane clearly, but it's no, uh, true. maybe that's exactly what he's done and, and thought. Actually, be, I better not park. Better not block the pit lane if you can't get any further. It's got no power. Can't get any further. So perhaps it's a, a very, very courteous thing to do to pull it out of the way there before he goes and blocks the pit lane completely. Let's see how far up the standings they got with that uh, that golf. I can't at the moment. What did I say? That was the 616. Six, 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 yeah. 
let's uh, I'll start from the bottom. There it is. Uh, he was sixth at H2 um, and laps off the rest of his category. Some laps off the rest of his category. Three laps, four laps off the, the rest of his category. He was all the way up into uh, about 140, 151. Uh, actually, I think he was above that till a moment or two ago. I, I, I'm going to say he was inside the top 150 just to make him happy about that. The Cup X class, exclusively for GT4 KTMs with the Audi engine. GT4 style performance in those cars. Very sophisticated little machine with a carbon fibre monocoque chassis. The clamshell bonnet that flips up and away and makes it look like a spaceship. And there's a, a newer GT2 version of that They've gone from the four-cylinder Audi engine to the five-cylinder Audi engine, and that is going to be an amazing thing, putting out 700 horsepower plus. Change the front end and the aerodynamics a little bit on those cars. They have their own crossbow series in Europe, which is very well supported. We had the chance to see it and talk about it at Mugello last year when it was supporting the uh, Creventic 24-hour series. And it was tremendously uh, exciting and entertaining with the closed cockpit GT4s, the open cockpit cars, all battling together in different classes, pro and amp, different state of tune for th some of those engines as well. Uh, another good way to go racing, you can buy yourself a whole season and the cars are all run by KTM. So it's effectively a, a works run series just at the moment nowhere to go in the hats and back for that KTM as the Audi in behind it is trying to get through heading down towards Flugplatz now should be able to pull over and go down through the twisties and make the difference there still more traffic to do across the bridge Flugplatz so called not because the car's got airborne there because up on driver's left at the top of the hill used to be an aerodrome and a glider base. All the names round the Nürburgring mean something. They've got great history. The car with a track that's been here since the 1920s, you'd expect that. Some of them, of course, referencing the towns and villages that the track winds its way around or past. Others referring to geographical or topological features through comes the Conrad car again snowy so Very slowly. that's staying out now is that a bit slow there yeah that definitely didn't look slow up to speed. The, the Falcon Porsche just shot past it right that's not well, that's definitely not up to normal speed there on the pit no straight. I'd agree so now the, the option here is does that clear on the number seven car uh, and that was a pass for sixth position by the way Michele Di Martino's given up that six to the Falcon Motorsports car of Martin ragging it. So, does he do the control or delete, or does he peel back in at the end of this lap and come back in the pit lane? Because what you don't want to do is go out under the Nordschleife and have something fail out there. Well, he's, Kern, keep, he's keeping up sorry, with go it. Ahead. So, yeah, sorry, John, he's, he's keeping up with the Porsche that's did now. Did he just headed. let him go then? I, I, well, one of two things: he either did control or delete, as you suggested, on the pit straight. Or he had some. I don't see why we would let him go because he's almost starting to hunt him down again now. So it's almost as if it and did something very odd on the pit straight, but it definitely slowed, didn't it? Yes, it did. 
and they're on exactly the same pit stop strategy. So maybe a bit of fuel saving sitting in behind the Porsche, I don't know. Into the pits last time around, as we suggested, Lars Kern in the 911, Manti racing Porsche, that's another seven lap stint. Uh, von der Linde in, in the BMW, 42 Team Schnitzer, seven lap stint, David Pittard. That was just a six lap stint for Valkenhorst and Pittard. Also in the number 15 Phoenix Racing Audi, Thomas Schramm with a seven lap stint. I reckon Raginger, depends how hard he's pushing. It'll be seven at the end of this one if he decides to come in. Same for Di Martino. Both of those cars have done eight lap stints. Indy Donchi, did he pit last time around? Yes, he did. In fact, he's just come in. This is starting to get very interesting. This is where your pieces of paper start to come to a head. I'm watching it on a computer as it develops. Um, you almost have to see this in 3D, don't you? 7.07 with a problem at the carousel. That is one of the BMW 325 class cars from memory. We've got a code, code 60 at Starless Strecker as well. It's now, now, sorry, so that's now been downgraded to a slow zone. They're very quick, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that was the... Uh, Literally, as I Florian said, it changed. <laughs> yeah, Florian Quanda, Olivier Friese and Maximilian Hacklender from Germany in that 325. I love that 325 class. I think it's a brilliant idea. I really do. So we've got what appears a yellow flag session going on to, uh, ah. onto the onto Tiergard, onto the pit straight, because uh, then it's a green flag because they come onto the pit straight of the, the Grand Prix circuit, and that's where they've uh, yeah. picked up speed again. Yeah, and, th and that is exactly what has been pointed out by Yoda's uncle. Of course, the 616. Thank you, Yoda's uncle. The 616 is parked, not quite out of harm's way. So yellow flags starting the pit straight, and he didn't quite get back on the throttle quick enough, and there... Raginger did, and he's taken the position. Don't think at the moment that that's a massive issue. Is so that what happened to the Conrad Lamborghini as well? Correct. That's a down. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. So he's followed it, and um, Engelhardt didn't. Well, sorry, sorry Raginger. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It depends where the green flag was. You have well, to be right on your metal here, right on your metal. The green flag I saw is right on opposite the pit entrance, not the right. not the 60k line, but the entrance where the pit wall starts to build, literally. So it's only yes. just after that 616 um, uh, golf is parked up there. But it's of course it's a long way over on the left-hand side. I'm not saying drivers shouldn't be able That's to spot it, but you're looking to the right-hand side of the car there. I'm just saying it's one of those things. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's caught out there. So whether they have to get that position back or not, I don't know. Hello to Gary Owen watching in South Africa, loving the heli shots on the big screen there. It was a lot of us when he says, shame we don't see a McLaren in this championship. We have seen McLarens in the 24 and the odd run out in this championship. McLarens and Ferraris for some reason. Ferrari never won here, but they do, haven't done a lot of entering either. It's good to see a couple of private air Ferraris here, but it's, it, it, I've never understood, and no matter who I've asked, within this championship or outside of it. I really don't know why there's been few 
saw few Ferraris down the years. Well, of course, Octane's uh, win two rounds ago, which was obviously then then excluded, but that was the first one uh, for, for three years, in 2017, and so Ferrari last one here. So exactly what you're saying, John, just not a... It's almost like it doesn't really suit in it. It's one of those sort of enigmas. Sorry, yes, they have more than 24 hours is what I yeah. meant there. But they yeah, have, sorry, they have it's my apologies. Sorry. Yeah, yes. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 you're absolutely right. I was... Yeah, I, you're, you're I, talking events, I'm talking circuits. Sorry, mixed messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. It's, uh, it, it, it just, the point still remains exactly that it just doesn't seem to suit Ferrari stroke McLaren's. Uh, I can't, like you say, I, I can't, uh, I can't find a why. I, I do sense there that there's a bit of homework for me to go and do and talk to some people that uh, race those things and say, why don't you, why don't you come and do NLS? So uh, I'll, I can see myself making some phone calls this week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, it's a great helicam shot of the uh, 929 crossbow there, Davis. That's the leader in class at the moment. Yep. Uh, sorry, no, it is not. My apologies. Uh, the crossbow category not quite as close as I thought it might be. Cup X at the moment is led by the 930, the Teichmann racing car that we were watching earlier. All, th uh, all three entries are Teichmann racing, aren't they, in that class? I, I think so, yes. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. And I think the 929 is the second place car. Yes, it is. That was the car that was down the Donegahur a moment or two ago. They're very, very sophisticated cars. You don't need a lot of power when they are so light with that carbon fibre construction. The KTM crossbows normally run a, a version of the 1.8 Audi turbocharged engine. 1.8 or 2 litre. And as I say, they've got the 2.5 to get the extra horsepower and the five-cylinder, the old quattro off-beat burble that you get from those multi-valve five-cylinders. Oh, one of the best sounds in motorsport ever. Oh, agreed. Yep. Totally, totally agree with you. And those 20-valve engines, uh, that I, I remember them crackling through forests oh, in the music. northeast of England music to my ears 700 horsepower plus is what i'm being told by ktm they're expecting for that gt2 version of that car gt2 starting to take off now porsche straight in audi have got a version now looks like ktm are evaluating a car at least it's still a, a production prototype or pre uh production prototype that we've seen racing in the creventic series so an hour and 40 minutes or thereabouts to go here's how it stands at the front of the field with uh, at least a stop for everybody else for everybody at the front of the field and in fact the Manti racing car in second should be in next time around I would expect to see that last Kern car in the pit lane the Frickadelli car should be in yes it is that car is in so perfect timing for that car as we're starting another set of pit stops for the cars that have cycled through to the lead but remember it's not all about the cars that are in the lead now it's going to be all about the cars that are in the lead in 101 minutes time or at least when the checkered flag comes out after the time elapses Frickadelli in the pit lane Martin Raginger for Falcon has gone through onto his eighth lap Right, that's very good. Good news for them. That's cutting down how long they're going to have to 
be stationary on their last stop and it gets them within the window at the end of the race where they don't have to do the mandatory time in the pit lane. They will be able to do that pit stop in the time it takes them. Very interesting. So the question will then be, they'll have about 40 minutes left. That's five laps. Will they change tyres or not? That's all still to play out live from the Nürburgring, round five of the NLS for 2020. So, Peter, this is where the stagger begins to un unwind, as we were talking about earlier on here on RS1, where the action never stops. Over on RS3, by the way, racing this afternoon from the Circuit Paul Ricard with Johnny and Bruce for uh, Le Mans series and Road to Le Mans races. They had the qualifying earlier on today racing into the evening there so plenty still to come in sound and vision as well i still can't quite work out who has the advantage here uh, next lap around ragging has got to be in the next lap around but that's that's going to give them 90 minutes so that is approximately 10 or 11 laps something like that maybe 12 laps to split in the cooler of the afternoon, Snowy. Do they then bother changing their tyres or not? Well, it's a very valid point. We've got a, about a length of a normal Grand Prix to go still, would you believe, um, to put it, put it in perspective. Um, but we, I would keep an eye on three teams, potentially in reverse order here, of most important, least likely to possible. I think Octane 126, I think they'll be top five. Audi Sport, with Bertolotti at the wheel at the moment in the number 32 car, I think that's still a contender for an outright win, as is possibly the get-speed Mercedes. Mm. That's right, that's those, those, those cars, yeah, I've got to say, th thanks very much. Yes, no, I'm going to be judged and all damned by it, aren't I? Uh, 7, 8 and 9 in position, P7, 8 and 9, those cars. So uh, Ludwig Bertolotti and Marcello at the wheels of those respective cars, Ferrari, Audi and AMG at the moment. Um, I'm not discounting anybody else there, but I'll also, you can't discount Audi's other car, the uh, Drudy-driven number 29 car at the moment. Uh, that's also done its four stops. Um as indeed is Bleaker Molen in the... He's just gone out in the Frickadelli car. That's on its, its stop there. That Frickadelli car is mm. is in with a shout for it, me. An outside shout. I, 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 OK, well, I'm going to say it might get itself onto the podium. Well, there it, it depends. It depends <laughs> how deep... If they can do another eight-lap yeah. stint from here, I reckon that'll leave them four to go. And the question will then be for them... Do they change tyres or not, or do they take the um, do they take the track position? Yeah, well, Engelhardt's not also pitted. As we're talking, Falcon Motorsports, Engelhardt's Porsches into the pits. It's been it's been interesting. It's the strongest uh, Porsche performance we've uh, seen in, in this series so far this year. And we've, we've commented. Um, 
uh, Bruce and I were talking about it on the last round, that uh, they, they just haven't, they haven't underperformed, well, haven't not performed, they just haven't performed quite the way you'd expect. Their Porsches have nearly always been up at the, the top of the sharp end of stuff. Certainly things run by, you know, Fricadelli, Falcon Motorsport, the, you know, the decent teams there, KCMG to say the least. Um, and it, it's extraordinary that they just haven't quite got there. This time we've got P1, 2, 5 and 6. I know we've got to shake that order out at the moment and 10. 10th as well so they're right up there so there's a uh, five Porsches in the top 10 at the moment so um, you never know you could uh, I, you, John that could have been an, an absolutely blinding call on your part there it's always 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 going to be down to tyres here it's just a question of, of what they're seeing on the tyre degradation and where they think they're going to be if they do I'll tell you how you'll know is if they come in after four laps and fill to the end from there. Four or five laps and fill to the end from there. That's that's how you'll how you'll know. Uh, our TV colleagues are coming back in a second or two. You're listening to RS1. RS3 is the ELMS uh, weekend events. The 240. So, inside the last 100 minutes, 95 minutes to go, and now the pit stop strategy, the fuel strategy, the saving strategy, and the tyre strategy has all started to play out. Because we're at that part of the race where everyone has a stop left. Now, the differential here is how long that last stop is going to be. Not everybody will stop at the same time, but even if they do, they will not all need the same amount of fuel to go to the end. Maxime Martin pulled in at the end of the last lap in the number 31 Fricadelli Porsche and handed it over to Jerome Blakemolen. Martin Raginger is still in the number four car, but he'll come in at the end of this lap, and then that car will need a splash before the end. Uh, oh, John, yeah, they're going to need sorry. two stops, aren't they? My apologies. That's yeah. not just one more stop for them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think interestingly enough, we, we mentioned earlier about the reliability of cars these days. Uh, technology has advanced over the last few years and how that affects strategy and thinking and whatever. Uh, and we, don't, we, we mentioned what that also affects and relates to is that the cars are now driven pretty well flat out. I'm going to surmise that laps... Or hours four to five in this or thereabouts or four and a half to five and a half hours roughly where we are uh, sorry, sorry uh, three and a half to four and a half where we are is almost a consolidation bit i think people did ease off a little bit i'm talking maybe five ten percent probably not even ten percent actually just to see what everybody else is doing and i think there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on there between the teams just to see what everybody else does. We've all done four-hour races, so they're all pretty well aware one of the strategies. Yeah. So something that stands out all of a sudden gets noticed. And I said we saw some uh, real, real conviction of uh, courage of convictions last time of the team holding on to their strategy, and it was quite brave. Uh, and Bruce spotted that one, and, and boy, was it right! It was quite a clever one. Um, but I think people have just settled down for the last perhaps 45 minutes, and it's almost bizarre yeah. to say driving around at this speed. The teams, the drivers, the whole lot together going, let's just 
let's just watch what everybody else is doing. It's almost like that's sort of the cyclists well, in the velodrome, isn't it? Waiting, 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 and then that last hour and a half, right, let's just go for it. And it's once you're committed, you're committed. As you said, you can't tell the driver halfway through a stint to start fuel saving. Well, it's and the other thing about that, Snowy, is in that stint, you had that barrier repair just south of, or just beyond Callanhard, and that will have helped them in terms of their fuel mileage. Quite a few teams did get into the eight-lap realm at that point because it took quite a long time to do it. I misspoke earlier on. We're in the same realm now where everybody needs two pit stops to the end. And Ragging has just taken his penultimate pit stop. The last pit stops, some will be a near full load of fuel and probably tyres. Some will be perhaps only half a load of fuel, maybe just for four laps to get them to the end, four or five laps. And then the question becomes, do you take a new set of tyres? And what performance premium does that play for you? Down into the first corner for the number 26 Ferrari, third position, make that second position at the moment because Ragging has just pitted for Luke Ludwig. Just two drivers in that Swiss-entered number 26 car as he carves his way past the mid-grade number 50 Audi. That's the Classen SP9 Am Audi, privately entered car, sitting in a very creditable uh, 29th position. 26th position and third in the SP9 Am category. All right, Patrick Pele has pitted the 18 KCMG Porsche. And we still don't know. 90 minutes, 91 minutes to go, Snowy, and we still don't know who's got it right. Because what we can't know is what the weather's doing. It looks a bit darker. The headlights look a bit brighter. The temperature is certainly dropped. And that will help the tyres. So anybody who is thinking about doing a stint and a half on a set of tyres to get to the end from about now, well, that's certainly going to help if the temperature has dropped. So much to play for. 90 minutes to go, as you say, oh. John. An hour, an hour and a half to go of racing still. And we're, we're talking about this as being the sort of, oh, you know, the final the knockings of the race. I know. And those, those two, the, the yellow Porsche and Mercedes, just been absolutely glued together. It seems to be a feature of this race, these two cars. And you couldn't get more different dynamics of the cars. Uh, again, front-engined cool. and rear-engined, totally different. Uh, but absolutely seem to be matched like for like what was interesting on the last round you just met the weather john if it were to get damp the porsches absolutely came to the fore in in the damp in the last race at the beginning at the beginning they Porsche were extraordinary weather. and the mercedes seemed to struggle and the mercedes has been basically 90 percent consistent over all conditions and laps part of the circuit wherever it's it's raffaele barcello in the yellow and black AMG GT3, and he's got Jam Jam, Matthew Jaminet for Manti Racing right up his tailpipes, so get speed of Manti. And it has seemed as though that whatever's happened, you know, we've had bunches of cars that have pretty much stayed together for hours on end. As I said about an hour ago, there was that middle two hours that seemed to be consolidation, and all of a sudden, that just seemed to be maybe two and a half hours ago. Yeah, about about that. Two and a half hours to go. So about an hour ago. There seemed to be that little change in attitude by one or two of the teams and started pressing harder and going for more overtakes. 
And, you know, that's when we came out of ooh, a recovery going on there, just as they whizzed through, car being towed by one of the flatbeds. So when we sort of switched out of comment into more commentary mode and started to watch and see, trying to understand what about that was going to be important towards the end of the race. And to be honest, I'm, I'm none the wiser now. I, I really can't see who's got even the smallest advantage. No, Peter no. Dumbrecht's just coming out of the lead in the 30. Uh, and that means he's, he can't go to the end from here. So this is what I was talking about. Everybody's still got two laps to go. Or, or Peter Dumbrecht, should I say, has just gone out, having taken over from Ragginger. So that's his outlap at the moment. But they'll have to stop again. Right now, we're sitting at, let's call it 90 minutes. We're lapping at about eight and a half minutes. So, you're still talking 11 or 12 laps, and that possibly as many as 13. And, you know, that for most people is a stint and a half. What's in, I tell you, the Octane Ferrari's gonna be interesting, because they, Ludwig's only done four laps in that car at the moment. The other Mercedes to watch is the number two, because Marcello's only done three laps in that car. They've not yet done an eight-lap stint, though. So unless it gets slowed down massively, I still think they need a couple of laps. Oh, is that the Conrad car? That's the Conrad car, isn't it? It most certainly it's is. Gone off. In the barriers. Well, not the back of it. It's spun off and swapped ends, hasn't it? It hasn't caught the brakes. Is that Gallenkopf? It's Gallenkopf. It's the Gallows Hill. Yeah, that is the unmistakable front end of the... Now that car was in with a shout. Marcello uh, Di Martino. Michele Di Martino, sorry. Well, that happened about three or four minutes ago, maybe a bit longer. So that car in the barriers, and then that's, a, that's definitely a, a car that was in with a shout. What you've got to look at now, if you're on the timing and scoring at radio-show.co.uk, and you're into the screen that has the strategy overview in it look at the cars not the ones that have just started a stint look at the cars that started a stint four or five laps ago ideally three or four laps ago actually because with a bit of code 60 or slow zones they're not a million miles from going to the end you're talking about 85 86 minutes now and a lap is about eight and a half minutes at the moment comes down to closer to eight. So 10 laps if it's eight minutes. 12 laps would easily get you to the end. Even at eight minutes, that's 96 minutes. So that's gonna get you to the end. So that's what you've got to think of. Break it up into the lap stints that you're looking at and see who can get there with just an eight lap stint from their next pit stop. So what you're really looking at is somewhere, I mean, you're still half an hour away, really, from wanting to pit for your last stint. And I don't think anybody is gonna be able to do that who's still out there. I still think we're gonna see splashing goals at the end, Snowy, as the battle between sixth place, Raffaele Marciello and Mattia Giamini. And actually, Watch out for Nicky Katzberg in the number 99 Rover racing car because he's not too far away. That's 
sixth, seventh, and eighth. There's a big gap between that battle and Mirko Bortolotti in the Audi that's in fifth, about a minute and 10 seconds. He's got 30 seconds on the KCMG fourth position Porsche, who's got 14 seconds before he would catch up with Luca Ludwig in the Ferrari. Then it's 40 seconds between third and second Luca Drudy. Sorry, 13 seconds between third and second and 40 seconds between Luca Drudy and Peter Dumbreck. So those are the gaps at the front of the field. For all that battling we had earlier on, it hasn't really changed the order that much. What's been the what will be the deciding feature on this? I absolutely believe it. It's not any of that wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing. It's going to be who stops for the least amount of time for their last pit stop. I think you're absolutely right, John. Just watching that battle, as you said, between Marcello and Gemini in the Mercedes and the Porsche that had opened up a bit there, just a bit of traffic, so played it back into uh, Gemini's hands. What is interesting, though, watching those two cars, certainly from the helicam shop, it's a great opportunity from the, uh, the, the, the airborne shot looking down. How much less of the road that uh, Jaminet needs to use all the time in that Porsche. He's barely running wide. It's, I'm not saying the Mercedes is all over the place, but it just seems like he just doesn't need to work the car as much, and he's sitting there. And I just wonder if that's, that's that consolidation thing again. He's dropped back three, four car lengths once again. He closed up a few minutes ago because of traffic, and did have a little sniff to say I was there, but it wasn't really the opportunity. But it's almost as if he's just sort of watching and waiting and just working out. He's driving that Porsche, but working out what's happening to that Mercedes, in my mind. That's what I think he's doing, just sitting there watching Morciello. Where's it strong? Where's it weak? Can he pounce? There are I lap don't know. difference. Yeah, I know. There's a lap <laughs> difference in their strategy, except for the fact that that Porsche has consistently, from its first pit stop, been able to go... No, it hasn't, actually. It only did it on the last lap with Lars Kern, last uh, stint, and that had a lot of yellows in it had eight laps of slow zones and yellows so Jaminet potentially could go two laps longer than March yellow which would take them a little less time to fill with fuel I presume they both changed tyres at the last pit stop we can't know that but it would make sense so then the question will be how many laps to go after that. What have we got in terms of time remaining? Uh, an hour and 21 minutes. And that's assuming nothing else happens. Watch for the KCMG number 18. That car has, in fact, Stopped last time around, isn't it? Uh, Dennis Olsen's jumped into that car. Another one of the Porsche Works drivers, young drivers there. Saw him first in Carrera Cup Middle East. Very impressive. And Christina Nielsen started as well, racing out there. I noticed she was racing in Porsche Carrera Cup Scandinavia. Or was it Denmark, actually? Recently. Nice to see her back behind the wheel of a car. champion in IMSA racing thanks very much for Kerry and her hard work up in London um, it will be Rob Lomax he'll take us to the end so he's come in to be the closer for this race hour and 20 minutes to go gets the glory laps after Kerry's done all the hard work eh? and all that fuel saving
Don't forget tomorrow, it's Pike's Peak. And we'll be involved with that in the Mobile One Facebook page. Sound and vision with some splendid guests. And after this race, good RS3 for the audio and radio-show.co.uk. Got the homepage there. We've still got some ELMS racing to do this afternoon in the latest round of the European Le Mans series. That's at Paul Ricard. And that is the second time at Paul Ricard after the cancellation of the Barcelona event. And that is the Le Castellet de Saint-Courant. Le Castellet 2.40 minutes. Well, Peter, we've got in ourselves into a situation here where the times have started coming down again because the slow zones have gradually been removed. We've got a slow zone at Schwedenkreutz and between Schwedenkreutz and Arenberg here, code 60. So that's just at the top of the hill before you head into the foxhole. But other than that, it's a green, green, green track. And the lap times ran out eight and a half minutes again. Anybody who is on the ragged edge for fuel is going to be very happy to see those slow zone fl flags because they will stretch a bit of fuel saving there. And they get speed. EMG just heading up to that area now as he comes through the last of the left-handers before he crests the hill in the Schwedenkreuz. There's the double yellows, so he'll have to get on the, uh, the brakes and slow right down. All the way down to code 60, that's 60 kilometers an hour. There's out on the track. There's a track vehicle, one of the Q5s, two of the Q5s in fact. And that looks like a, there's been a big accident at the top of there. There may be some barrier repair. No, is that is that driving the Conrad Lamborghini? Uh, I, I thought that was at Gallenkopf, to be honest. No, it's just that, that was it, it was just there. On the, oh, on really? the left there, that was the Conrad Lamborghini. Okay. Unless it's something else very similar, <laughs> which I hope it isn't. Just I didn't the see no. the uh, piece of... Oh, <laughs> right in front <laughs> yep, of yep, the yep. Getspeed car in the middle of the... Uh, in the middle of the Foxhall. That was the... That uh, was one of the BRZs, wasn't it? Yeah. Pulling across from left, extreme left to extreme right. New set of Goodyear's going on the 39 Audi. Audi, sorry. 39 Ferrari, the blue Ferrari. That's the SP9 Am leader sitting in a very handy 11th position. They will have to make another stop from here. 60, 70. Oh, maybe not, actually. Maybe not. And that answer this might. Yeah. Answer your next question, John. Your previous question: Where do you fill a Ferrari on a on a four eight eight? It's on the, on the offside. Right offside. Well, well, but ah, but there's got a fill on the left. On yes. the other side. And that's what it was. Got, that, so that's exactly. the breather. Yes. So answered. that was coming out of the breather on the left-hand side. So it was slightly overfilled. We were right then. Yeah. And still the oddity of seeing a pistol grip going into the fuel filler for a race car, <laughs> and all the fuel pumps fill slightly differently which is one of the reasons that why for a quote-unquote standard stop there is a mandatory pit lane time to try and equalize some of those 
differences in how the fuel is delivered. But that disappears in the last part of the race. So if you can get into that window, your fuel stop or your last pit stop is as long as it needs to be and no more. So depending on how much, I mean, that, that's when you make the decision, Peter. How much fuel do we need? We need half a tank. Can we change all four tyres in the time that it takes us to do half a tank? Because if you can't, there's no point in doing it and costing yourself time in the pit lane. It, uh, there's, uh, there's so many variables on there, but I mean, the, these, these teams have complicated software and stuff to try and work these things out now, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's still down to uh, ah. the driver reporting back all the time, saying that, you know, what the car's doing, something may happen, it may not, it, temperatures make things different. And then, of course, it's such a long lap here. You just get one one sequence of corners here. Normally on a lap, a, a oh. corner, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. It does, but percentage-wise, but it's not that bad. Whereas here, you can suddenly have a, a bit of a, a rough sector, if you like, in terms of time-wise, getting through traffic. And it's changed your strategy completely. So everybody's got to be got to be on board, no pun intended, with that. So they're keeping ahead of the game because it, it can change what you're trying to do completely and change the face of a race in a matter of, matter of seconds. The car offered Gallum Cup a little while ago. I've now gone back through the ticket uh, was not in fact the Conrad car oh my apologies lost no 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 you were right that was the Conrad car at ah. Arenberg right that was the seven at Arenberg it was and I've it's just scrolled past so I've missed it again uh, it was the 504 which is the Aviazor Grensport BMW 330 the Thomas Aldelt, Emir Azari, and Carl Frederick Kolb with Philip Shurate. So you were right there, mate. I'm really struggling with these overhead shots. I see the sort of uh, radius of the corner and then have a bit of a sort of think about where it is. At the Glickenhaus uh, into the pits once again. I just wonder why the yellow flag has been waved into the pit lane entrance. It's because the Glickenhaus, it's so low, it's behind that first bit of concrete going into garage one there. And then I saw it reversing back out again because we know that car hasn't got the lock to get it over there. Now we've got a, looks like a three series or is it an M4 over on the right hand side of uh, just coming up to Tiergarten. And it looks like. Yeah, Donegal Hall just, just where the yeah. uh, tourist laps comes out. So that is going to cause an incident at, as well. And at the moment, it's being looked at under yellow flags. World's gone mad, says Marco Baransvard. Paul Ricard, South of France, rain. Le Mans, Central France, Motor 24, rain. Tour de France, rain. Spa, dry. Nordschleifer, dry. World's gone mad in 2020, he says. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great summary, actually. If anything, as if we hadn't had it's enough... 2020, Mark. Yeah. Mark, well, you just have to say it's 2020, mate. Exactly. That's the way it yeah. is. Yeah. World, the, the, the world's most used purchase this year being a calendar or a diary, wasn't it, really? I think we're on our third iteration <laughs> of wall planners. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've made little tents out of them. You know, we've done... Uh, nah, listen, it's... What you've got to say is well done to all the series for getting things going and however it happens it's happened uh, another pit stop which will be close to uh, maybe not i was going to say close to the last pit stop uh, might be. they get a clean run for number 54 not the house with the bamboo door but the clicking house of course 
this is its first ever race. They have moved up to 123rd in that car and tell you that their last couple of pit stops have been more regular than the longer stops for clearly remedial work. I'm certain from the result of the fire. Yeah, last pit stop was only five minutes and four seconds, so that's absolutely perfect. And it's uh, mine, in fairness, they had only done three laps before that, but they've done another four or five laps there. Four laps since it's coming. So it's still it's still not good, but you know, spirit of endurance is keeping that car running and learning about it. And that's exactly what they've done. The car that looks absolutely stunning. And it's a clearly a continuation of the styling from the P45 that Jim Glickenhouse had a few years ago, which was a glorious looking machine. And why nobody thought at Ferrari it was a good idea to go along with something like that. They have had success here with the 003, which used a LMP detuned LMP2 engine from Acura from Honda. It's a very clever engineering on that car as well. And now with the V8 supercharged motor for the sharp end of 700 horsepower in that car in the competition spec a car that you can buy for the road and they are registered as a manufacturer with the US Department of Transport motor vehicles that car is coming back out again so a much more standard stop then for the click following out the Ferrari number 26 which has just made its stop now again I think we've got to say here Peter, that uh, that looks good for that Ferrari. Obviously, it's dropped down. Number 26 car, the Octane 126, which is running not the number 126 this week, but the number 26. The organisers do try to keep the numbers in order, other than the number one, which goes to the car that the championship the driver rather that run the championship uh, last year so with that was almost spot on 70 minutes snowy wasn't it when that ferrari came back out again with luca ludwig at the wheel yeah i was just watching so they, exactly that yeah so i i think they can go from here Ooh, it's a long it's a long call you say it's uh, and a half yeah Eight and a half, that's 64, 68 minutes. No, they can't, they can't, they can't. So, so it is going to be splashes at the end. It's going to be splashes at the end or a three or four lap run with full fuel and then top back up and send it to the end. Or, now if you were the driver, hey Arsenal, I'm going to give you the option. I'm the team manager. We know we're going to be, let's say three laps short depending on when time runs out would you at that point i'm not going to give you a new set of tires so you're going to do 11 
10, 11 or 12 laps on the set of tyres that you've got right now. So you're going to have to look after them early on. Would you rather I got you filled up at the first possible opportunity and you went to the end? Or would you rather I left you and brought you in as close to the end as possible and did a time stop for fuel only so that your tyres were carrying less weight around at the end? Definitely the latter. You say it's all about the tyres on here, so the less weight on and less fuel on the tyres, the better. Just uh, just look after those tyres. It's better to do the stop later on, I would say. OK. Oh, that'll be completely disproven now, of course, now I've said it. Well, no, it's no. not set in stone, it's just an opinion. But, yeah, uh, that, that, that's what I would tend to go the to. The thing about this that makes conventional wisdom in any endurance race is that if you're at the sharp end of the field in any way, shape or form challenging for the lead and you don't have to do something silly to try and get yourself some places back, you make your last pit stop as early as you can because you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of a safety car. However, that doesn't apply here because there won't be a safety car. There might be slow zones, but you will never get stuck behind a safety car around here. Uh, might get stuck behind a very slow-moving course vehicle or some code 60s. So your, I think, your workings out there, as you've explained it, effectively in the margin um, of, of, the, of the exam paper there, Snowy, I, I reckon that stands up because you want to put this little extra energy through the tyres when they're at their worst at the end is what you see exactly take a little life give them as much chance as possible take a little life out of them as possible and i think the absolute key point you've made there is that at this circuit and it's different you're not going to get a safety car you are going to get potentially slow zones gaps a little bit of pausing whatever but you're not going to get stuck behind a safety car for two or three laps of an ordinary stint and that could completely throw a spanner in the works given that we know that's not going to happen I would just try and look after the, the tyres, as you said before, are absolutely key around this place, but they're now the most important element towards the end of this race. So make them work the best for you. Always, always make the car, always make the car work for you as much as possible. So why wouldn't you give them the chance? Look after those lovely four tyres for you. I'm just pausing for a moment, checking a couple of things out. I'm indebted to Mario Paulson, who has tweeted at RSL underscore studio couple of significant penalties coming through for Code 60 speeding first for the number 34 Jordan Peppers behind the wheel at the moment oh, the Vulcan horse car Vulcan horse car which is only three tenths of a second behind Frickadelli and I thought those two cars were in pretty good shape uh, and secondly for the number three that's the Werner driven uh, Dirk Werner driven Falcon Motorsports car uh, and that is in 15th position at the moment and that is 35 seconds apiece for speeding cord 60 now they will be assessed of course at the end of the race uh, talked about earlier on the Frickadelli racing team normally running two cars well in the Pro-Am they are indeed running uh, a car I missed that earlier on and that car is gently, quietly, and rather stealthily worked its way to 21st position, but more importantly, to the top of its class by about a minute of the Iron Force Racing Audi, which seems to have been at the head of that field for quite some time. Now, give me a second. Lance David Arnold behind the wheel of that car. I will tell you how they're standing on pits. They're both on the same pit strategy. 
those cars, so they pitted exactly the same time. So that is a real gap then for the Klaus Abelin number 30, currently in the charge of Lance David Arnold. So Arnold and Reicher battling to the end with probably still a splash of fuel at least to go and some very, very threatening dark rain clouds that look like a science fiction movie that is Armageddon in an hour. Um, but the question is, how long will it be before those clouds dump? Will they dump? I mean, that's another good reason, Snowy, isn't it, to um, stay out as long as you can because it would give you, it opens the window if you absolutely have to go to another tyre rather than the slick you're on. Absolutely. Just while you're talking about that, the lead car coming to the pits, number 29, that Matea Drudy uh, driven Audi Sport is into the pits. Okay. He squeezed, I reckon he squeezed eight laps out of that. Yeah, but a 7.58 is his best on that, so extraordinary, yes, pretty well there. So, uh, Drudy into the pits. Uh, I should expect Bortolotti in as well in the 32 car, unless he's going to go for another one. Ludwig's got at least one more. Um, uh, uh, sorry, Ludwig's in. Ludwig's in, isn't he, in the... No, Ludwig's back Ludwig's out on the just track. Gone out. Yeah, he's back yes, out on the track. Yes, he did a, sh he did a short stint. Yes, yes sorry. Short stint that we had to discuss about now. So we've got the two Cats. Audi Sports at the top of the table again. You said Drudy, and I think you're absolutely right. Bortolotti uh, will be in very shortly. But we've still got that uh, battle between Marcello and Jaminet, who are now in third and fourth. And they're still duking Katzberg it out. should be in next time around yeah. as well for Ro Rover Racing. It was a BMW, you were spot on by the way. Oh, a oh, little bit of weaving around. Yeah, a little bit of gamesmanship going on there between the BMWs. Yeah, jinked out, didn't he? And just said, uh, no, you don't, Sunshine. It's not gone green, yeah? I'm not going to give you... Well, it <laughs> was, actually. It was green, but never it mind. Was. It was. See how they come through. Through Tiergarten. Two BMWs. Line astern. And... Still not really there if you want to go to the end. They go across the line and complete the lap. And in there behind them is the the 31, Blake Amolan car. So that was Schnitzer Klingman. Yeah. Falkenhorst with the 35 second penalty for Pepper, don't forget, Jordan Pepper. Then Blake Amolan. And then now we wait for the Ludwig car to come back around which has made a stop, remember, but I think we'll have to have another little splash. The two BMWs, well, they're not teammates. They are Mark mates, and through goes the 34. Great move by Jordan Pepper. I would presume, Snowy, that whoever's talking to Jens Klingman there will be saying to the young BMW driver on the phone, um, you've still got 34 seconds on him. Even yeah. if he pulls out a second, yeah, yeah. Let, let, you're not let, actually racing him. Let him go. Yeah. Yeah. No. No point. And that's so important, isn't it, that the team lets us run because you could be battling him and do yourself a mischief. And in fact, even now, in fact, the positions are reversed in in, in terms of of how it, if it was to finish now. Really important to give the driver that information. It, it is, but also I mean, we, we know drivers are drivers, and it's, the instinct is not to let somebody pass. It's uh, as, as our colleague Joe Bradley said many a time over the years that you can't teach a racing driver to drive slowly, and to let somebody through is just it's against all all spirits. But that's that's the difference. That's what you have to do, and that's what we were talking about earlier about how much of a team effort it is here. We have pit to car radio, obviously, with these cars, and to say it, there is no point 
in racing it physically on track because it makes no difference. It's gonna, he's going he's gonna to lose that place oh. anyway. Just let him, let him get on with it. Just hearing about a significant penalty in SP9 arm for the number 23 get speed performance. Janine Hill back oh. at the wheel of the race. A three minute time penalty for causing a, a collision with Assenheimer at the start of the race. Wow. That is unbelievable. Well, that's taken a while to come through, hasn't it? But uh, unbelievable. So we, we thought it was a tyre failure then, didn't we? And that was Assenheimer that was in the wall down at, uh, uh, and before Teargold at Dottinghoe, wasn't it? Well, and I, I thought that was the Stippler car that was behind them, yeah. to, be, to be honest. But it, 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 it clearly was another Mercedes. I, I, that's not how I saw it from the number three car on board that we saw. Unless there was side-to-side -side contact that we couldn't see because of the traffic, because there was a Porsche in there as well. And that's what did the damage. Yellow flag at Bergwerk. About halfway, three quarters of the way around. So, inside the, I suppose the money laps now, just after five o'clock in the Eiffel, four o'clock if you're in the UK, do the rest yourself it's Peter Snowden it's Peter Snowden and John Heindor for you here with final pit stops not too far away or at least a final pit stop window opening not too far away and still the threat of rain at the Nürburgring Nordschleife for round five of the NLS the Rover sechs Stunden ADAC Rennen as they would say it there, probably a little bit better than that and with, without the northeast accent, in fairness. <laughs> At RSL underscore studio, if you want to get in touch with us. It's going to be close for the SP9 and 8 cars, as Dave Alcock notes. 60 minutes to go, then eight minute laps. So eight, eight laps will get you there now. Seven laps won't. The, the, the big issue, or as far as anyone who is tight on fuel, it's always going to be if you've got to do that extra lap, when does the chequered flag come out? Because your race doesn't finish spot on six hours, you've got to get back to the line. And if you've just gone through as the chequered flag comes out, now, Snow, it reminds me here, I can never remember which way round it is, but you've been watching this with Jonesy for the the year. Does the chequered flag come out spot on six hours and and then everybody who goes through, their race is finished? Uh, or do they wait for the winner to come through so it's six hours and then the chequered flag comes out as the, the overall winner comes to the line? I'm convinced it's the latter. Of course, you made me doubt now because I, I, I wouldn't have thought any other way. But I think, I'm sure it's the clock stops and then they wait for the winning car to come through, and right. then then you go through it. I, I, I know that that there's 
it's either NLS or the Nürburgring 24 that is one or the other, and I can never remember which round it is, and I normally have to ask Tuswell for that at the <laughs> you've, 24 you've, hours. You've doubted me now, and of course what's going to happen is going to trust, tr- tr- trust us is going to phone, phone in or text in one of us and tell us trust it's the complete opposite. Listening. So my, I apologize. I, I, think it's, I, I think it's what I've said. So um, we'll see. We'll see. You've got me doubting. So you've got me worrying is, now. If, if, <laughs> if, you are coming, if you are coming round and you're about to cross the line, Oh, Lord codes, loads of code 60s here. Yeah. Vipperman, uh, MP155, which is Hedwig's here. Um, uh, I, if you're coming round and it's 5.59 and 45 seconds and you're going to go across the line, you're better off actually slowing down if you take fuel. means you, obviously, you're not going to gain any positions on that last lap, but it's better than running out of fuel, I suppose. It's a long walk home. At least it'll be light. Well, <laughs> like to push or tour, I suppose. It's good looking at it. that. All right. Uh, ready to go into the last stanza with Bortolotti for Audi in the pit lane. He will certainly be able to go from there. RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Don't forget, after this race, get over to RS3 or on the Sound and Vision. We've got Paul Ricard and the rest of the afternoon and evening sport from there. Also, live free, no blocks or breaks. All still to come on Radio Show Limited Network of Channels. So pit stops and crucial pit stops at that. Final pit stops for classes throughout the field as we're now under an hour, 55 minutes to be precise. Bortolotti in the pits for what was the leading Audi. He can go to the end from here. Katzberg in the very quick number 99 Rover racing car. Now, what about the cars in between? It's Marciello. Raffaella Marciello for Mercedes and the number two car has gone through in oh the four, the four, four cars yes. had a problem. Oh my goodness. Peter Dumbreck out on the circuit is getting a tour back from one of the DMSB staff cars, the Opel Mockers that will tour that car back. Oh the Glickenhaus goes by. That what a what a cruel blow for that car. Had been running right at the sharp end. It's been stopped for a little while. As it's dropped a couple of laps away from the lead. Dumbo was out. I think he was on his out lap. I th- he might, in fact, he might have just completed air lap and been going on to his second lap. Wow. Drama then for a car that has been right up there. That will obviously now drop down. Let me give you the rundown of who's doing what at the front of the field. Bortolotti has stopped, so when that car comes back out again, whoever gets in the Audi Sport number 32, it will be fueled to the end of the race, and I would suspect that that's going to get a brand new set of tyres. Raffaele Marciello for Mercedes, let me get back to that, who has a two-second gap to the Manti 911 with Mattia Jaminet. Well, both of those guys have got to make a stop. Marciello probably in at the end of this lap. Jaminet may be one more at the end of this lap, but that still means they've got to stop. Uh, George Piana 
in the 17, the bright red Mercedes AMG HRT. Uh, he is in at the end of this lap as well, I would think. Piana. Yes, because they've been doing eight laps fairly regularly. So that is going to leave Jordan Pepper in the lead in the 34, but he's only got one more lap to go, and he's got a 35-second penalty for speeding in... Might not have been him. The car has got a 35-second penalty for speeding in a code 60. Then we go down to 7th, 42, BMW Team Schnitzer, Jens Klingmann. Uh, that car... Uh, nope, he's got a couple of laps before he comes in. So, we finally get down. I think you've got to go down to the Octane 126 Ferrari. So, the number 26 car in ninth position is 3 minutes 28 off the lead and stopped just on a lap ago. So, depending where that car is, it's just starting its second lap out of its pit stop. Just going, go just going on to the Nordschleife now. On to the Nordschleife now. If that car can go to the end, the pit stop, it's going to be down to how quick the, the last pit stop for all those of the cars I've mentioned. So where Bortolotti comes out is very, very important. Um, he's come out behind the Octane car, but he doesn't have to stop anymore. So what I need now, and we probably won't get it till the end of this lap, I'll just see how it works is the gap between Luca Ludwig and Bortolotti. Because Ludwig, it might be worth Ludwig just stopping for a splash. One lap of fuel. Good to see that the Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus SCG 004C, after a terrible weekend, well, terrible Friday, car was a little bit noisy, they made some changes to the exhaust that caused a fire in the car fire was put out car was rebuilt overnight a few of the other teams helped with some noise attenuation devices snowy and i would have used big big tins back in the day we'd needed to just bend them over and so that the exhaust noise goes down and away from wherever they had the decibel meter that's it a big fat jubilee clip or a u clip and yeah. your job done yeah. yeah, you've done that before, haven't you? Bit, bit, uh, what was it? Visit Gun Gun, was it? Are we allowed to, other, yeah. other, other, oh, other, other makes are other makes are available too. Oh, <laughs> you've taken me right back there, right back there to patching up exhausts to get them through an MOT because you didn't have the money to buy a full new exhaust. By the way, stainless steel exhaust manufacturers, thank you very much indeed. I remember how many times I had to change my exhaust in my early days of motoring. Nowadays, stainless steel exhaust seem to last longer than the cars. I, I, can, I can remember doing the complete opposite of couldn't couldn't afford the exhaust system. So front and front and rear silencers, the rear one rotted. So cut it out and put a bit of straight pipe in. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't Don't be allowed. To, wouldn't be allowed to do it now. It wouldn't pass the MOT. No. <laughs> JG, thanks for your help today. JG, good to hear from you. So, sir, what do you reckon? Should the pit lane arrangement with the COVID circle be retained post-corona? I think it works quite well. I don't disagree with you. I agree. The problem, I, I think it's all right for NLS, Johannes, but I think the problem would be for something like the Nürburgring. There's so much, that takes up so much room for the 24, should I say, uh, with the additional room needed for the support races and the young timer and all that sort of stuff, that it might be an issue. And don't forget, we've got world 
touring cars uh, WTSC for the 24 hour race weekend as well so they'll need a bit of paddock space so I'm not sure how that's going to work BMW coming into the pit lane with a right front puncture I'm not sure. I think he just locked it up, actually, John. Has he got, has he got a puncture? I think, think? No, you're right. I think you could be right. Yeah, you have. You did. You're absolutely well spotted. Is it? Yeah, it has. I think he just locked it up under uh, hitting the speed limit. That's, that's the, the reigning champion that's, car, number one. That's last year's champion yeah, car. Yeah. yeah. So that is the Pixum CFM Teen Adrenaline BMW. So that'll be at the court of the end from here. That's leading SP10 in a brilliant 21st position overall. Uh, he's got... Uh, well, he's got laps in hand. So he's got about 13 and a half, 14 minutes on second in class. Oh, no, he hasn't. Sorry, he's got 26 seconds on second in class. FK Performance BMW, the 169 car coming through shortly. But that should be his last pit stop. Rather lucky that it didn't happen too far out. He kept a decent run through. So it's going to need so a front, front right at least, isn't it? There's an absolute yeah. minimum. Yes, true. So, again, now we wait at the front of the field. We have to see how this shakes out. Bortolotti, absolutely certain for me, has finished his pit stop. He'll go to the end. And he may be the first car that can do that. It's between that car and... No, I, I think it's between him and the Octane Ferrari. I, I think Piana, unless Piana stopped last time around, let me scroll across. That's not the easiest thing to do on the screen. I need to look at it rather annoyingly. The Alfa Romeo, by the way, had some problems earlier on uh, and they've been gradually working on it. The uh, Juliet Quadrifoglio, I think it's, it's had a couple of electrical issues. It's done a couple of laps, then it stopped, then it done a couple of laps, then stopped. Uh, Piana's only done four stops. He's um, having so some, bo some bodywork repairs on the front at the moment, but uh, uh, Alfa Romeo, electrical issues, who'd have thought, eh? Ah, uh, you can't <laughs> say that nowadays, Snowy. <laughs> well, clearly we you can. Can't. Clearly we can. <laughs> well, the, the road I get cars... I know. Uh, the road cars are super reliable. I had a, I had one of the original press cars, which had, had, which had 18,000 hard press miles on it by the time I got to it. It was turned out by the press department perfectly, of course. Brand new set of tyres, all cleaned, no dings or anything like that. But it clearly been ragged for 18,000 miles in not a lot of time. And there was not a squeak or a rattle or a, anything that didn't work on it. It was brilliant. Uh, 482 is another of the Hyundais. And that indeed is an i30 hatchback, uh, fastback, which we were talking about earlier on now that one doesn't run as far as I remember to full TCR spec I think that runs uh, in the uh, VT2 cast category yes it does so that's 1620 to 2 litre with a turbo uh, and that car then is the I-30 Fastback N, I-30 N Fastback. Uh, Robin Jahr, Olaf Jahr, Luca Engsler, famous touring car name there, son of Franz Engsler, and Peter Schumann. And that 482 then in... And John, just as you speak there, well numbers prepared. 2 Go and ahead. 17 in the pits, Marcello and Piani in the pits with the both Mercedes. 
Right, that makes sense. So I, I thought Piana had to come in, but that, he's done another eight-lap stint. That's pretty good. And Pepe uh, in the Vulcan horse car as well. That'll be his last stop. So yep. that's all of their last stops. So, okay, so what we need to watch now is down the front straight and see who comes through who we think can go to the end. The 42 Klingman can't. I think he's got one more lap in the 42, so it's not going to be the 42 that cycles round to the, the lead. What about Blinkermolen for Frigadelli? Blinkermolen, no, two more laps before he comes in. Bortolotti is the car. Bortolotti is the car. That's who we've got to keep watching for. Ludwig and Bortolotti. And I think Ludwig's ahead of Bortolotti in the 26 Ferrari. So when that Ferrari crosses the line, it goes into the lead of the race. And I'm that is going to be really close as to whether that can go to the end. That Bortolotti number 26 Ferrari. Uh, excuse me, the, the Ludwig 26 Ferrari, the Octane 126 car. But I, I cannot see any other car that will go through that can do that. Just let me check the Manti. No, Jam Jam's got to come in next time around. Uh, into the pits comes Jamie Green for Phoenix in the number 15 car. So the real... There's Chris Meese going, having gone through. Uh, Meese. Meese is good. Uh, Meese is probably good to the end. And right behind him, the 32 of Bortolotti, I think, is absolutely to the end. Meese has, has been out one lap longer than Bortolotti. And the Ferrari has been out one lap longer than Ludwig. So the Octane Ferrari is going to be close. So how far ahead is the Octane Ferrari for Ludwig? He's not, I don't think he's far enough ahead. He's 38 seconds. That's not enough in this pit lane to get in and get a splash of fuel. So if he has to stop again, he's giving up a podium position. So these two Audis, for me, are in the box position at the moment, in the best position at the moment. Although it could come down, Snowy, as we've been seeing how much slow zone and yellow flag there is. We could be looking at the battle for the race win right now going on at the Nordschleife between those two Ferraris. Two Audis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah. They've been out there from the beginning, haven't they? They've, they've been nearly always, when everything's shaken out and settled down, as you said, every time, John, th those two Audis have been there or thereabouts, if not at the very top of that timesheet. Uh, and it's the, those Audi sport cars, Miles and Mies and Bert Bertolotti's, 29 and 32. Those R8s just in tandem once again. And we've seen quite a lot of that this race, haven't we? Of cars just running in tandem. We've got uh, two Mercedes together, two BMWs together at the moment, and three, four Audis uh, in line, not obviously all quite together there. But, uh, and then that uh, Octane 126 Ferrari of Ludwig out there. Back are, we've got some uh, Get Speed performance footage with the uh, Mercedes. It's our number two car, it's the Marchiello, the second place car. We're just waiting for, as you said, Bortolotti, you think, has got a oh, He's got through. He has, he's gone through, yeah. has he? Okay. Yeah, no, he's, got, he, he's gone through, he's out on the uh, Nordschleifer ahead of those two Audis. Um, oh, those two, sorry, those two Audis have gone through, Mesa Bortolotti, 29 and 32. So the cars that are out on the Nordschleifer at the moment, Jaminet uh, is, is the leader on the timing screen and on the road but I he has to stop at the end of this lap 
Um, at that point, there are going to be about 35, 36 minutes to go. So, five laps of fuel he needs. So, th there's the question. This comes back to that question that we were talking about, Snowy, about what do you do? Do you tyre the car? Do you not tyre the car? 41 minutes to go now um, is a minimum of five laps and possibly more. So every minute that that goes down and every... We're doing 8.37s at the minute because of the slow zones. It's Adenar Forst at Wittmann's got a code 60. Hedwig's her also. Because of those slow zones, this is playing into the hand who, to anybody who's stretching the fuel. And I reckon this is massively good news for Luca Ludwig in the number 26 Ferrari. Remember, Jordan Pepper's got a 35-second penalty for speeding in a slow zone that car has. I don't know if it was Jordan, sorry. I keep saying that because that's just who's in the car at the time. Uh, the Phoenix 5 gets speed 8. Calderelli in the FFF Racing Group Lamborghini and Junkadella, Junkadella in the 10Q Racing Team. I haven't mentioned that car very much, actually. They've all come in for their last pit stops. The Hyundai leading TCR is in for its last pit stop as well. So this is all playing out nicely, I think, to Luca Ludwig. And I'm going to now do what I should have done before. I'm going to see when he came out the pit lane. So driver stints for Ludwig uh, started 15.49. That would make it an hour and 10 minutes. I don't think it can go that far. That's 70 minutes. It's a big that ask, is isn't it? It's a big ask. 70 eight, minutes. 88 to 6. 88 to 64. 88 and a half is 70. 68. No, 68. Oh, I think that Ferrari might still need a splash. But these slow zones are definitely helping it, and they're not going to jump right now just in case something happens. If it was to rain, although it's lovely sunshine on the Dr. Gehoa and the Teegarten now, then, you know, it's it's all better off, Snowy. Well, exactly. Unless you're out there, you, I mean, now they've rolled the dice. So the Ferrari's rolled the dice. There's nothing that they can do. They'll either have to stop for fuel, and they will know, because they're looking at their own fuel numbers. So they'll have to, have to stop for fuel for maybe one, maximum two laps of fuel. That's so frustrating. But... That will take them out of contention for a good podium finish. The interest for me now, then, is Mies and Bortolotti, who were 40 seconds further back down the road and half a second between them. They're separated by a lap in terms of how much fuel they've got on board, but I reckon both of those guys are going to be within a gnat of getting that home. Well, just under 40 minutes, in fact, 30, just under 38 minutes to go now, John. So I reckon... Uh, I reckon we'll start to see some final decisions at around the 25 to 20 minute mark. I think that's when it all could have that flurry of activity. You're going to do a splash and dash? Or, as you've said, do you do it that little bit earlier? And if you know you're going to do it, do you do it right at the end? It just depends where everybody is. It all, all, all set. Jaminet is in the pits. Yeah, spot on time. Now, he can go. Now, here's the other part of this. He can go full rich, full. No, no nonsense, turned up to 11, mindless boogie, because they'll put probably put the better part of a full tank into that new set of tyres and send him. 
from what I'm seeing from Chris Meese, he's best since he got in that car is a 9 or one Now he got in at two minutes to five local time. So just over an hour to run. I reckon he's fuel saving already. And Meese is gonna go and try to go to the end. The other Audi in that is the 32, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's Portalotti. And he got in, see, he got in 10 minutes later. He got into, I bought a lotty here. Bought a lotty is in a banging position. An absolutely banging position. And crucially, now remember, John, of course, the fuel strategy penalty time thing is no longer valid because it's in the last 40 minutes of the race. Well, well, and I don't think either of those cars will stop again. Yeah. Uh, th th that's the key thing. All the pit stops that we saw just under the hour, I think people will try and stretch it. I mean, Jamin is going to be very interesting because, you know, you drop a lot of time in the pit lane because you've got to drive around. But let's see. In fact, he is still in the pits at the moment. Jens Klingman will have to stop. He's just come on in the pit lane in the 42. We, we mentioned that that car wasn't really in contention, but he's rung another eight-lap stint out of that car, as von der Linde Farfus did before them, but they had a couple of six-lap stints early on, which is rather upset the apple cart there. 9.16 coming into the pits for Klingman. 9.06 coming into the pits for Jaminet. So 10 seconds difference there. And also, is, is Jaminet going to stay in the car, John, do you think, or going to hand over? That's a good question. That's a good... All right, so this time I'll swap over. Uh, and I will say to you then, it, you are Olaf Manti, and in your armoury in that car, this is the 911 that we're talking about, uh, you have got uh, La Jaminet, young Porsche driver of Sumri Poop, works driver, mm -hmm. Lars Kern, fastest round in the Porsche road car ever around the Nordschleife, or Matt Campbell, Australian superstar. Which one do you put in? Well, you'd have to look at the data, wouldn't you, and see who's done the best times on, oh, on, on the... Get, have <laughs> you got wood chippings in your backside there, Snowy? Um, I would be potentially... T I, mean, I don't want to disenfranchise anybody here, but tempted to either lead Jaminet in it or maybe, maybe take a punt and putting Matt Campbell in it. OK. You've got nothing to lose. To They've left Jaminet in it. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's not a bad move. He knows the circuit. He's in the groove. Exactly. He's got uh, the rhythm. He's dialed in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. New set of tyres, full fuel, and sending. So Jaminet and Klingman will drop down the order. Niederhaus has come in as well at the end of that lap from what was seventh position for car collection in the Audi R8 number 44. So now, we, now we're getting a clearer picture, a little bit of a clearer picture in terms of pit stops, at least. Blake Morland in the 31 will come in at the end of this lap that he's on at the moment. And where is he on the circuit? He's, he's, in, he's about halfway round at the moment for the Frickadelli Racing Team. Then again, you've got Bleaker Morland, who's fuelled to the end of the race and on full attack mode. So then Kla uh, Klaus Ludwig, I knew I was going to do it. Then Luca Ludwig <laughs> will 
take the lead of the race. He's two minutes down on the current leader, Jaminet, or was when Jaminet came into the pits. So whatever Jaminet spends in the pits, take two minutes off that, and that's what he's got to start to claw back in the last half an hour or thereabouts of this race. Wow. Ludwig, last time around, did an 8.52. So again, and we've still got a, a code 60. In fact, we have eight code 60 zones, but that doesn't mean eight separate ones. Some of those could be strung together. The weather in the distance on the Eiffel, there's rain. You can see the rain in the distance, but which way is it going? I think we're going to stay dry. But my rubbish weather forecasting credentials are legendary. I was the one at quarter a few years ago when it started to drizzle. Said, ah, it's been raining this time every day this week. It'll be a passing shower. You stay out on slicks now, tough it out. Anybody else goes in, that's the wrong, wrong idea. Within four minutes, you needed a canoe to get round turn 17. And we had about six cars in the gravel at the end of the back straight because they just couldn't stop even at walking pace. Although Darren Turner, in fairness, and I'm, next time I see Dazzle, I've just remembered this, I must thank him for this. He stayed out there on slick tyres and was brilliant. And they red flagged the race. And he didn't really get the benefit of that because they undid the park Fermi regulations and let everybody else because by the time they restarted it was good enough for dry tyres again and they let everybody else come off the wets and put onto dries again so Dazzle proved me right I knew I liked it for some reason we haven't run through the classes for a little while and we're coming into that time when we really should do so Jaminet stopping at the end of this race is leading SP9 Pro for a moment at least, I think that will go to Luca Ludwig. But he's in, he's on the bubble as far as fuel's concerned. I think he's the wrong side of the bubble, if I'm brutally honest. Pro-Am Fricadelli, the number 30, sitting in 19th position. That's David Arnold in that car. SP9-Am, in fact, that car's just come into the pits for Fricadelli. Hella Package Racing 1, uh, SP9 Full-Am. That's the 39 car in 20th, SP Pro. Uh, has the 350 car of Black Falcon. Uh, that car is in 25th position, 169, leading SP10 FK Performance BMW. That's led the whole race, as has Black Falcon. Uh, and the number 155 and 28th for SP8T. Cup X, another one of the Teichmann racing cars. It's the 930. That's the white car that we saw spun, actually, but has regained the lead. Uh, Team Mathol racing AV Porsche 718 Cayman is leading... Cup 3, that is the Cayman class, uh, and that is in 31st position for the 966. 79, SP7, as a GT3 Cup car. 35th position for that 79 car. 320, the Bioconcept car still leads its class. 40th position, 830. Mark Bessing for Hinder Motorsport GmbH in the TCR Pro class. SP3T is the Coronel car, that's the triple three, Golf GTI TCR, that's the GT sponsored car for Max Cruise Racing, the triple three. Cup two is the Leismeister, driven 911 GT3 Cup, that's the 120, 44th position, all inside the top 50 here. Uh, 51st for Schmickler's Porsche GT4 Cayman, that's a 212 car. 
still picks some CFM Team Adrenaline in the golden 650. It's been golden all day. It's 54th at the moment and leads Cup 5 in the 240i Racing Cup. Audi R8 LMS GT4 for SP8 in 58th position for GT Tire Motorsport. Uh, in 65th position, BMW 330i. That's another Pixum car. It's the Starschmidt driven car and that's the 480 car. That's just in the pits as well for a last stop. V5, triple four, another Pixum team adrenaline leading car. That's the uh, V5 winning uh, leading Cayman. The Cayman S, the V6, slightly bigger engine, 396 in 77th. So they're one position apart on the timing screen. And so that's three Pixum CFN team adrenaline cars leading classes VT2, V5 and V6, all inside the top 80. Uh, H2 is the Overbeck Renault Clio, as it has been from the start. That's 78 for the 614. 81st is the OPC Astra Class. It's still the Strike Check 856 car. That's in for its last pit stop. Another Pixum Team Adrenaline leader in the 325 class. This is the V4. The cars that look fairly stock. 88th position for the 701 car that leads that. Peugeot with Team Rally Top and the 385 RCZ leads SP2, TSP40 is another Porsche Cayman, this time a GTS 718, 263 in 93rd position, SP3, Toyota GT86, the pit lane AMC Zank 5th motorsport car, that's 100th position for the 270, SP5, Subaru BRZ, the 222, BRZ, it's a car with a weird engine transplant, isn't it, we talked about earlier, that's in 110ths, uh, Scuderia Cameron Glickenhouse have worked their way up to 115th from dead last early on and lead the SPX class of which they are the only entrant of course 252 BMW 350i is leading SP4 uh, finalement uh, it is the team Mathol Racing EV Porsche 718 in s that leads another Porsche class the VT3 the 474 car those are your class leaders then from the top with under half an hour to go. And what a half an hour it could be, John. It's uh, oh, <laughs> Watch out for people running out of fuel here, Snowy, I'm ex telling you. Exactly. We talk about four hours of racing being being exciting and it still goes down to the wire and we've got you know we've had we've had four hours of racing we've had five hours of racing we've had five and a half hours of racing still just under 30 minutes to go and it's still undecided what's the car at the top at the moment bleaker molens in the pit so the octane 126 Correct. ferrari of luca ludwig not klaus luca Scored ludwig in is lead. in the car in the lead now i reckon he's got two or three laps left in that car oh. and there's 27 <laughs> minutes nearly 28 minutes to go uh, you know three at the moment, he's running at nearly nine-minute laps. Three nines is 27. My goodness, that's going to be close. It'll depend where it comes out. 30 seconds over Mies, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's what you've got to look at. That gap is 30.7 seconds between Ludwig and Mies in the Octane Ferrari and the Audi Sport team. Now, if Ludwig's in trouble fuel-wise, which I think he is, Mies is, is one lap better off. He might not be that much better off. Bortolotti is another lap better off. And then look back, another 15 seconds, and charging by far the quickest car in that last lap is the number 911. And that's Jaminet. 8.26 for Jaminet. Last time, sorry, sorry, that's that's not correct. It was his outlap last time around, so I can't give you that. But watch Jamine's next lap, because we have got Olsen and Marcello who are good on fuel, 
doing eight and a half minute laps when the guys at the sh at the front end of the field who are si who we think are saving are doing 8.50, 8.40. Yeah, but so eight, 10, eight, 8, 38 seconds. for Chris Meech, as you said, so 11 seconds quicker in effectively second place because obviously that uh, Beacon Mullen car's in the pit. So you, I think you could be spot on that that Ferrari was. It's at the top of the time sheet at the moment. Uh, they are most definitely fuel-saving, are they not, at uh, an 8.49 compared to an 8.38. There's nothing else in that sort of realm. The um, first car, for me, who has absolutely nothing to worry about is Chamonix. Bortolotti is close. He's the closest of the three cars currently sitting in podium positions. He's half a second behind his teammate Chris Meese, so his lap time is exactly the same. It was two tenths difference. The 99 car, Nick Yellowley, back behind the wheel of that, has just set the fastest first sector of the race. I did an 8.18 last time around. Now, he is 98 seconds away from the leader. In the big scheme of things, that's nothing at all with still 25 minutes to go. Because he, if he starts taking 20 seconds a lap, which is what he's doing at the moment, out of the leader, that is going to evaporate in four and a half, five laps, which is certainly doable. But he's got to do that every lap, and that's the problem. Sad sight as the number four Falcon Porsche, it was Dumbo who was driving at the time, is on the back of the flatbed. John, just getting back to what you're saying, also look at the car in P6, number 18, Daniel Olsen in the KCMG Porsche. Correct. He's doing an 8826, whilst it's not the 818 of the, uh, the BMW, but that's still very, very quick, and he's fifth overall, so that's a car that could still come into play yet. Oh, and Olsen's very, very quick indeed. He's another young charger. Uh, and he's only three seconds behind Jaminet, so those two will be charging up to the Ferrari and the two Audis that are ahead of them. They've got no worries about fuel. Those two cars, no worries about fuel, and I suspect they're on brand new tyres as well, which were the perfect tyres for the conditions. The bright blue 311, Seat Leon Cup racer, fourth in its class, SP3T. Uh, there goes the number three. That's the Falcon Motorsports car into the pits for its final pit stop. So that car's going to drop out a 10th position. Dirk Werner at the wheel of that now. Yeah, he's coming out, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, coming out now. I think we've got a clear track, and that's not necessarily the best news for Luca Ludwig, for Chris Meads, and possibly for Bortolotti. I still think they're managing their times. Bear in mind, their best times for those cars, those three cars, the leader's best time, an 8.01, 8.49 last time around. 8 or eight, uh, 7.58 for Meese, 8.38 last time around. 7.57 for Bortolotti, fastest lap of the race, 7.57, 7.77, and another 8.38 last time around. Let's see who's got the power and who's got the fuel at the end. That's what it's going to come down to. You can still be quick around here, Snowy, as you well know, uh, and save fuel. But losing five or six seconds around here is really the blink of an eye. Even losing 10 seconds is fairly easy to do, particularly if you're saving fuel and you, and you, you hit traffic. And if you've, got, if you've got the right lad, turn that up to 11 and go for it, there's no better thought with a new set of tyres 
less than 40 minutes or thereabouts to go when you've got that fuel and tyres, you're going to be in pretty good shape. And it's they're basically saying, right, let's get it up the qualifying pace now for those two young Porsche drivers. The only problem with that is there's two elements to that, John, as you're quite rightly saying. Five or six seconds can be in the blink of an eye here. If that happens two or three times in a lap, it's not just the cumulative, cumulative effect of that, the cumulative, uh, the 10, 15, 20 seconds of that. It's the fact that because you've backed off out of it, the weighted fuel save is nice and steady pace all the time consistently. Correct keeping it flowing, keeping the car momentum. If you've got to back off, you've then got to pick up again, so you're using more fuel. It sounds silly, just like the road. It's like, it's like your uh, cruise control cutting in. Your, your, your balanced throttle is going to save you all the time. Accelerating, you're going to use more. So you're going to, and if it's that marginal, if, 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 and we're into the last, we're 30 seconds off, 20 minutes to go, uh, if you've got to start using fuel, and it sounds silly because uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get to the end of a race and have as little fuel on board as possible. It could just make all the difference in the world. I want to see what the uh, what Ludwig's last lap time when he comes around, as you say, 8.49 compared to an 8.01. That's a big jump. As you say, the other cars around it board for 8.38, 8.26, 8.27, 8.29. It's, uh, um, I'm not saying the writing's on the wall there, but we need a better lap than an 8.49, don't we, really, for that? to be in contention still yeah yeah Fricadelli racing car in second at the moment Luca Molan still sitting there I, I don't think he is no he, he's no I'm going to say it's on the not, timing screen it's not is it at, at the best he is ninth my apologies uh, you're right sorry it's got to come out on this he's, lap. Battling, my apologies. he's battling with the Muller driven Falcon car that, that's those are the two cars there but again you know What's he dropped down? He's dropped probably somewhere in the region. Well, let's see where he comes back out when they go through the next. So Ludwig uh, is the leader on the road, Luca Ludwig. We've got under 20 minutes to go. He will definitely go two laps, I reckon, after this one. No, he'll definitely go one lap after this one. It's a question of whether he can do another one. So one lap after this one, where's Ludwig? He's coming into the final sector now in the Ferrari. So let's see what it is. It's 19 minutes. Here he comes to cross the line. He's got another Ferrari with him, but that's a lapped car. Stay down. Well, no, he's, he, he, yes. he's going to stay out now for sure. Because he, uh, he's got at least... He's got at least this lap in the tank, possibly one more. 18 and a half minutes. So that's, it's too much. It's too much. He's going to be about 30 seconds. I reckon he's going to be 30 seconds wrong. Unless he can... No, he can't. He's only got 18 seconds now on the chasing Audis. But I think his last lap was an 8.10. Yeah, so he's picked up the pace. That suggests to me... That suggests to me they're going to splash. So they're not going to win. They aren't going to win. But mm. now what he's got to do is... If he's got half or three quarters of a tank of... A lap of fuel extra at the end of this lap, then it will save him a little bit of fuel fill time. But he might as well get his foot down and try and get as big a gap as possible and drop in for a better result in the top six. Dennis Olsen comes in for KCMG. Uh, yep, that's spot on. That's another eight laps for that car. So Mies now becomes the car we've got to start watching. Because he now, 
at the end of this lap. He'll have about 16, 7. I think Meese can go. I think Meese can go. It's going to be close. Yellow, oh, just getting past Haupt oh. as well there in, on the uh, in the run-up to Tiergarten. Change of position. Ninth to eighth. Yellowy in the uh, M6 getting it past the AMG of Haupt. Team HRT car right in front of him. Just getting that done on Dottinghoe on the run-up to Tiergarten. I've got goosebumps here, Snowy, and it, it's not because I'm cold, because I'm not. <laughs> this is all going to be about when the clock runs out and when they get back to the line because it's always the case here that one more lap is not like one more lap anywhere else in the world but today with the way the strategy has run now Audi Sports team seldom get things wrong Bortolotti is sitting two tenths behind Chris Meese and at the moment they are 40 seconds, 42 seconds actually, behind Ludwig. The question for me is can Ludwig work it and manage that 40 seconds and use that 40 seconds so that he doesn't have to do another lap? Because if he does, at the end of this one, he'll have to, I, 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 he can't have enough fuel. They've not. Let me just check. Well, have, have they? Have they played? Just, just, just throwing a different a variation in here. Not suggesting this is necessarily what's going to happen. Not doing but laps in that car. Have they done? Have they played a blinder by doing that eight forty nine lap and fooled us completely? Is that well, the, is that the real fuel saving lap? Is that the one where they've just could they have, could they have judged it that marginally that finely? I'm just I'm that just car. That car. This is the octane car we're talking about has done five laps seven laps seven laps seven laps six laps and now on the seventh of a seven lap stint it's not yet done an eight lap stint and it's gonna have to do an eight lap stint and more i reckon so i think that'll peel in at the end of this lap and we'll just splash the fuel they've won here already this season yeah they have they've got the yeah. data they've got the info Tell you what, the weather's been kind. It really <laughs> has. It looked a bit foreboding in the middle of the race, and we tried not to talk about it. The track looked a bit greasy at times when the temperature dropped. Late afternoon, sun now at a quarter to six, 5.45, Central European summertime in the Eiffel. Sun will be in the eyes of the drivers at one or two places with it getting a bit lower. So, me, Sportalotti, Jamonet. How far back is Jamonet from the two Audis? Because that could still be the battle for the win. Ten seconds. Ten seconds between me, Sportalotti, and Jamonet. The two Audis in lockstep, the 29 and the 32. Then 18 seconds further back, 21 seconds further back is Raffaele Marciello as Olsen has had to make his last stop for KCMG. What's your bet then? Mace or Bortolotti? Not fighting for the lead at the moment. Remember, Mace is one lap better off, uh, sorry, one lap worse off than Bortolotti. One lap better off than Ludwig, who leads the race. 13 and a half minutes to go. Marciello, Raffaello Marciello, down towards the bridge at Adenau. Heading up towards the Uphill right-hander at Brunch, and he's got that little 
tricky left-handed kink first of all to go through. Code 60 on the style strecker. On the ticker. And all of a sudden, we've got some slow zones. The Schwalbenschramps and the style strecker. This is going to slow down. This will push everybody's lap times out. Exactly what the teams that are struggling for fuel need. It's the number 700 BMW that's in strife there. And the 169 at Schwalbenschwanz. Oh, my goodness. Other classes still battling as well. 962 just going through. That's the fourth place Cup 3 car for Fricadelli Racing Team, the 718. Not likely to gain up on any of its competitors. Still 42 seconds at the front of the field. But in that last middle sector, that long third sector, Snowy, five seconds taken out of the leader, Ludwig, by Chris Meese. Five seconds. Yeah, but That's a, the sort a, of thing we're talking about. There's only 12 minutes to go, though. Yeah, but 12... <laughs> I'm a believer. Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this next sector is round about three and a half long, and then you've got a short minute or 50 second sector for five so I can't see Ludwig ringing nine laps out of that car I just cannot and I think more to the point you're saying that Chris Meese in that uh, sector three there took out six seconds as you say just in that in that one bit um, couple in sectors one and two maybe three seconds but then six seconds in that sector three was a pretty impressive jump there 822 I, I, was his last lap Christmas I, I love side-by-side -side racing, particularly in an endurance race, but I get as much, if not more, pleasure sometimes from seeing a couple of tenths or a here, a couple of seconds going either way in cars that are, you know, 40 seconds away. They're, they're fighting just as hard as if they were racing side-by-side. -side. And Jaminet, by the way, matching the two Audis, tenth for tenth, took... A couple of tenths out of them in the first sector, half a second out of them in the third, three tenths out of them in the fourth. So he's now under ten and a half seconds away from the Audis. As I say, if Luca Ludwig stops, and I think he will, that is going to be the interesting battle for the lead. Bortolotti and Mies, both Audi Sport teams, team orders? Question mark. I don't know. Here comes the Ferrari. Down the Dottinger past the entrance from the tourist foreign and heading towards the the bridge a 359 fourth sector remember that remember that where are the Audis how much time have they taken out of him he if he's stopping he loses any chance of a victory 10 minutes and three seconds to go he's gonna have to do a nine and a half minute last lap on fumes, eight, I sec reckon. eight seconds in that last sector, the two Audis. Yeah. Eight seconds yeah. quicker, John. If he's got fuel, it's going to be close. If he's got fuel, it's going to be close. He's in the, he's what? at the last part of the chicane now. Is he coming into the pit lane? Is Ludwig pitting? If he doesn't pit, they've really rolled the dice. I don't think he's pitted. I don't think he's pitted. I think the, I think the Ferrari's gone through. I'm not seeing it. It's showing in the pit lane. So they have rolled the dice and got onto. The eighth lap with nine and a half minutes to go. 
Well, he can't. He can't. His last lap was a 9 or 6. Well, he's not going to win, but does he think he can hold on to a podium by doing another nine minute lap? That's Surely that's going to be the win. problem. He's got, he's got another lap after that, hasn't he? That's the problem to get to the flag. Well, un unless he can control this, oh. he's got 25 seconds. So 16 seconds has gone in that lap. 16 seconds have gone in that lap, Snowy. And he's got to slow off even a bit more to let the time elapse on this lap. We've got no slow zones. We've got no code 60s to help him. So John, now the chase is on. John, when they went, when they won this round in round three, I know they got disqualified later. Let's just talk about winning on the track. Cross okay? the line first. Cross the yeah. line, exactly. Okay, so uh, they went on to the last lap in second place, about 0.3 of a second adrift. They won it by three seconds. Right. It was that close. So they have done that before. The, the, the scene has been set. It's, it's, you say you can't get much closer, though. A 9.06 and 8.48. Yeah. They are the Audis are hunting in packs here. A 1083 on the Grand Prix Strecker for Luca Ludwig. A 1061 for both of the Audis. A 61 and a 6 flat. So there's two seconds gone. It was 24 seconds. It's now down to 22. But the Octane team from Switzerland are going to want revenge for that winning that race round three and having the disqualification afterwards because of the incorrect compound left rear tyre. They're going to want to get that one back and prove they did. They and won it on merit and they're going to win it again. They want to win it again. It's really, really important bragging rights here. As you say though, John, Audi Sport rarely, rarely make a make a mistake. A heli cam showing us now, as you say, those two Audis hunting in a pack coming down there to hunt down that Ferrari. What was it 17, 16, 17 seconds a lap quicker than the last lap? It's, it's going to be tight, oh. but the problem will be, will they cross the line before time elapses? 106.8 in the next sector for Ludwig. This is what we're looking at. We're reduced now to watching sector times. What the Audis are doing is not racing. Mies and Bortolotti are not racing each other. They are getting their heads down and racing for the win. Jaminet, uh, by the way, dropped a couple of seconds towards the end of that last lap. He's now 13 seconds behind the leaders and uh, behind the Audis and 38 seconds behind Ludwig. So Ludwig here might be trying to play himself in to the chequered flag coming out. Now here's another thing. The Audis are pushing. The Audis are undoubtedly pushing. Uh, this is a clear lap. They've done eight laps, but they've not done eight laps at full speed. And Mace will have done seven laps at the end of this one. So it may be that Meese doesn't want to go on to a last lap either, Snowy. And another lap of fuel. They will be, they will have done these calculations down to the last drop of fuel. Quite literally, another quite literally three seconds. Yes. Yeah. Another three seconds has gone. So that's now 19 seconds, less than that, sorry. We, it was down to 22, so that's 17 seconds now, the gap between Ludwig and the first of the Audis. 106.8, 103.1. Now, John, what happens if it becomes visual? What if the Audis can suddenly see that Ferrari and get a, a scent, a sniff of that victory? That will change the thing. It's just a natural thing in a driver's mind, isn't it? They suddenly see it. Absolutely. On the clock, we're saying about it, how the team orders, you said about that 40-second gap, it's just as exciting watching side-by-side -side racing, but there will be something 
visceral will happen. They will see that car and they suddenly, oh, we can do this, we can do this. Equally, the same will happen for Ludwig as well because he won't want to let it come through. So uh, no. it's, it's, well, you know, we're, we're, talking, we're talking about the last five minutes, so it's a matter of seconds to go. In ten, ten seconds, it will be five minutes of a six-hour race to go. And as you said, we're not reduced, we're elevated to looking at sector time to try and work out who might just win this race. One of three cars. That's a good, good way to look at it tonight. And the other thing is the clock. Time is the enemy of Luca Ludwig here. Because what he wants to see is the chequered flag. <laughs> is the chequered flag. If he's got to go onto another lap, then he drops. He's got the pit at that point. Unless that Ferrari, unless he's, he's Fred Flintstone in that Ferrari at the moment, he's pushing it along with his feet through the hole in the floor. I've got no clue. Unless Four and a half minutes to go. Maybe so everybody sorry. going through now, going on to their last going on to their last lap as time will elapse. Sorry, John, getting too excited. I just wonder if you've got a Walkinshaw fuel tank there. Well, <laughs> how much fuel line have you got in that Ferrari? I, I wasn't going to say anything like that. <laughs> well, just the Walkinshaw trick was an absolute belter. I'll tell you all about it the next time I see you. I'll do the same. I'll tell you one, one from Mr. Wynne Percy, one of his drivers, how to win the Spa 24-hour. The, the trick Mr. Walkinshaw ah. came up. Let's Winston? It, 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 yes, it involved a torch, and that's all I'm going to tell you at the moment. Okay, we'll leave that <laughs> to one side. Exactly. So, Mies and Bortolotti, another three seconds in the third sector. So, that is two, uh, three, and a bit, maybe four. That's, that's, let's call that six, and then let's nine. call that uh, another nine, nine seconds. So, that's nine seconds. So, the down then to 15 seconds. 15 seconds behind, I reckon, at this point. On what may, or may not, be the last lap. And at the moment, they are coming into that. They are in the long three-minute-plus sector, which the leader last time took nearly four minutes to go around. Now, there was some slow zone there. But if you're fast through here, it should really only take about three minutes and eight seconds. So the pace has had to pick up from everybody. There's no real improvement from Chaminet gained a little bit in the last sector but nothing behind that so he's still sitting at about 12 or 13 seconds be behind the Audis and still some so he's now a little bit closer to the leader of course but not any closer to the Audis and that may just be what they are looking at at Octane 126 can we get a Run at the lead. Is that the leader slowing? No, I think that's the other Ferrari. It's the other Ferrari. Don't do things oh. like that. That's the black one. Well, it's I the other wondered one. why yes. we were seeing it on the on the screen. And and then the Audi slows. So what's going on there? There was a pass, and then and here come the Audis. So at the Gallows Hill corner, we've got a Ferrari on the long Donegahoa. I think that might be the leader. It is the leader. They've taken 12 seconds out of him. They can see him now. There's yellow flags were out there, and that's why the positions were reversed and, and redressed. The problem is there's just under two minutes to go, 1.45. There's not going to be a chequered flag this time. There's not going to be the chequered flag this time, surely. Ludwig. No, it can't be. One, one, minute 30, one minute 30 to go. It's Here we go. Yep. Here we go. There's a bit of a block. 
And it's Chris Meese who's there first and bought a lot. He's not quite there into the tear garden. Still over a minute to go. Expect to see the Ferrari pull into the pit lane. He can't do the last lap. He goes to the right. Oh, he's gone onto the lap. He's gone onto the lap. No way. No way. There's no checkered flag. They go through absolutely together and down the inside. It is, that was the leader that was slowing. It was a slow zone on the track. And there's the pass for the lead going into what will be the last lap. And that's extraordinary. Ludwig then has completed eight laps. He's going to go for nine. And that Ferrari's in between the two. Audi's now. 13 seconds taken out by that Audi leading, new leading Audi in the sector four alone, John. New fastest lap of that car's race for Jaminet in the Manti 8.01. He's only 14 seconds further back. The top four then, let's call it 15 seconds, 14.9. The top four separated by 14.9 seconds. The top three separated by eight tenths of a second. Well, this is mighty fuel saving by Luca Ludwig. He's putting, he's, he's going to have to put in a stint, the light of which we have not seen in this race. Ludwig still sitting between the two Audis and Chris Meese is going to have to make this an eight lap stint. Now that car has done that before, but not at the sort of lap speed that he, would, he might need to do. It looks to me as though Bortolotti, who's got a lap more in the tank, literally, than his teammates. So that means two laps more than the Ferrari. They're on the Nordschleifer and the Hudson back for what will be the final time. Time has expired. We promised you six hours. We're going to give you six hours and about six and a half, seven minutes. Always under-promise and over-deliver, I reckon. Well, now it gets interesting. And the benefit of being able to follow this battle around with the helicam, outstanding. Well done to our TV colleagues for getting that in. Well done to the series for the not inconsiderable investment that that means that they have put in. What a remarkable six hours. The Rover ADAC six-hour Rio Pokal Renan. Just extra. I cannot believe that that Ferrari is going to edge out another lap, but clearly that's what they're trying to do. And at the moment, it's going to be down to what Jaminier can do. There's the pass heading up the hill. Yeah, Lud Lud Ludwig led him through. Ludwig led him through there. He let Bertolotti through. That was yeah. just he just eased over and just let it let it sort of blended it over and let him through. He knows he knows the job's done. They've hunted him down in that pack, and uh, it, it's it's a fruitless exercise trying to stay stay ahead. He did cross that line onto that last lap, I believe it, 0.041 of a second ahead uh, as on our time machine. But of course, that that pass was then made a couple of corners later uh, at best. Now, Snowy, the two questions I've still got because that is not the end of the drama here. Chris Meese on his eighth lap. Bortolotti on his seventh. So Bortolotti does not have to think about fuel saving. That is a genuine fight if Audi Sport wanted to be a genuine fight. And what about third place? Jaminet is only about another nine or ten seconds back down the road in the Grello 911. And for Jam Jam, there is the potential of a podium finish here with, with Luca Ludwig not really able to fight at full speed. 
he will be babying that car. He'll have taken his race boots off and put a pair of slippers on to get him to the end from here. Down through Callanhard, round the hairpin, and now down the hill to the crossover bridge. You say, you say that, on the John, left -hand side. that Ludwig's sector times aren't that bad again now. He's almost picked it up again, so I'm not I'm not sure Jaminet can, can, if he can get in touch with he can do it in time, to be honest. He's not taking enough out of him. He's no. only taking about no. another three or four seconds out of him. But he, he's got to be under 10 seconds now behind him. But interesting, when we were talking last on that last lap, we were taking three, fours, fives, at one point about seven or eight seconds in one sector. That Ferrari of Luca Ludwig now is only two seconds off the Audi's pace. So have they backed off into his pace, or has he not had to? That's the point. Well, that's a very good point. I did say I thought Chris Meese was not tight, but marginal. He's on his eighth lap. They've done eight laps before in that car, and you never know just how much is left in the tank at the end of an eight-lap stint. You know, if it's half a lap, you could have gone a bit quicker. If it's you know, a couple of litres. And Bortolotti now seems to me to be getting the hurry up. They're at the right-hander at the base of the carousel. They run up the hill to the carousel. Uh, and Jam Jam is... Well, he was slower in that sector than Bortolotti. He was much slower than Mies. But he took two and a half, three seconds out of Ludwig. He's going to be able to see him shortly. This could... There he is! There he is! As the Ferrari is just coming out of the Caracciola carousel, the bright green, yellow, Grello as they call it, 911, is there. He's going to be able to see him shortly. We're into the twisties now. So for the moment, at least, Luca Ludwig is going to have the advantage of being round the next corner. For the le next, it's, it's going to come down to the Dottinger It's going to come down to Flansgarten or the Dottinger for third place. And the win comes down to Chris Meese's fuel and or team orders. Because Bortolotti is closing. No doubt in my mind that Bortolotti is inexorably closing every corner. He's running deeper. Yeah, photo so finish. Is Me <laughs> so is, is Meese managing a fuel situation here, Snowy? And a bit of lift and course going into the corners because it looks to me as though Bortolotti is running deeper into any major braking area. I say team orders. I'm going. I'm saying photo finish. Sorry to cut across you there, John. I just think it's been. I think it, I'm not saying it's been staged, but I think it's just a, a good job for these two Audis. Or is it now? Is he caught up? All of a sudden, really has right caught now. up. All of a sudden, maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe he's going to try and threaten for. You said he's got nothing to lose. The two Audis side by side with the clock has for actually stopped for the win. <laughs> Final lap. They were about. Just over a minute away from the last lap being the final lap. Under a minute, perhaps. And what about Jam Jam? How close is he to Luca Ludwig? Running in. This is the run for home now for the two Audi Sport team cars, 26 and 29. It was the 29 car on pole position with a new fastest lap of the year for NLS. They're on the dotting of her now. 7.56.2, they're qualified. And here, well, Bortolotti pulls out of the slipstream early, almost as if he's showing the front of the car to Chris Meese. Does that mean I'm, he's saying, I've got, the, I've got it, I'm not coming through, I understand. He's holding station at the moment. 
halfway down the Dottinger It's going to be 1-2 for Audi. But it's at 29 from 32 or 32 from 29. Bortolotti's dropped away. He's dropping away. He's slowing down. Very slow. Very slow indeed, Bortolotti. Ah, there was yellow flags. There was yellow flags there. And Bortolotti slowed. And Chris Meese didn't. Are we going to see late drama? <laughs> Seven minutes past the hour as the Audis come through. And the win will go to the 29 Audi Sport car. Chris Meese brings it home from in second place their team car with Bortolotti now what Just. about third here's the Ferrari and there's the Porsche oh very close indeed the Ferrari just holds on for Ludwig with a brilliant last stint to ring eight laps out of the Ferrari which had previously only done seven and done more sixes than that as well and at the end it was four and a half seconds between Ludwig and Jaminet for the last spot on the podium magnificent six hours ADC row Paul Calvenen round five of the Nürburgring Langstrecken series you've seen it all you've heard it all live here and it took us almost seven minutes over the six hours to find out who had won that race. And you know what? If you look back, you see that the Audi Sport team of Matteo Drudy, Kelvin von der Linde and Chris Meese were on pole position and they won the race. So nothing happened at all in that race, except it did. Everything happened. Um, as, you, as you said earlier, John, Audi exactly. Sport rarely make a mistake and it was proven Brilliant. to be absolutely spot on. What that an extraordinary, an extraordinary last lap. <laughs> Audi, Audi, Ferrari in third in the 26. Somewhat getting a bit of redemption for crossing the line earlier in the season and then having the race taken away. Jaminet's the first Porsche for Manti Racing. And the top four after six hours and seven minutes of racing ran the most challenging circuit in the world, separated by 18 and a half se seconds with vastly different strategic runs and pit stop tactics all the way through then Nick Yellily will come through for BMW Raw Racing the 99 the bright red number 17 Mercedes of Team HRT the 17 is in 7th 8th Jens Klingman for Schnitzer BMW just ahead of David Pittard those two had a cracking battle all race long and were separated by a second and a half at the line for 8th and 9th and the top 10 made up by Jerome Blakemolen Good run for Frickadelli Racing, who led the race on the pit stop strategy, but uh, couldn't quite get with it. Only the top... No, that's not quite two. Blake Mullen hasn't crossed the line just yet. Well, extraordinary stuff at the Nürburgring. Nordschleifer and proof, if proof were needed, that that's... It's never over till it's over here. You don't have to be side by side. You don't need 10 cars in a train. We were watching the seconds tick away and the addition of the helicam giving us a view that we've not had in an NLS race. Certainly in my remembrance, normally only get that for the 24. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. And the rest of the season of the Nürburgring Langstrecker series will continue here in sound and vision. And don't forget the next time out on the Nürburgring Nordschleife will be the 24-hour race last weekend in September, the weekend after Le Mans, 
and it's live in sound and vision. Take a breath, settle down, get your heart rate down to normal. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.